Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first ever Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We are two Southern guys' view of life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown Concord, North Carolina, where the Wells Fargo Bank temperature is a balmy 167 degrees outside. I be your host, Biggin, and I'll let you, the listeners, speculate on why they call me that. We've got a great show lined up for you today, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this crazy train. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's Honorable Mention, Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll, and on mic number one, give it up for my man, Mojo! Hey, buddy, thank you. Look, man, I, I really appreciate that entrance song. It is, that is like... <laughs> it's crazy track, yeah, I mean, jeez, right? I mean, that, what, a, what a genius. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like coming out of the the tunnel at a football game uh-huh. or yeah. walking over to the diamond, about to hit a home run. Out so of the dugout. I appreciate that. Uh, by the way, everything that he said about me is mm-hmm. absolutely verifiable on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. the yeah. uh, most trustworthy site on the interwebs. You can't change um, that stuff. It's, been, it's on there. Right. I, I do have 14 congressional medals. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm uh, also 200 pounds. <laughs> do, you know, do, you, do you know what separates the South and hell in the summertime? I don't. A screen door. That's how hot it oh is. Oh, my here. gosh. It is crazy hot yeah. outside. You could, like, fry an egg on top of an egg. It's so hot. <laughs> I hate the summertime. And we'll get at this in a second. But the summertime is the worst for me. I'm, I'm a big guy, and you're a, a heart patient. Yeah, that's that's. We got like two of two on the like uh, the health website of government.com <laughs> of like uh, whatever the devoid. Being a, a big guy, part of the fraternity, of fat five fat, and um, the the similar to, for women is Ada Moon Pie. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, you know, being part of the sorority or the fraternity, there's only so much that you can take off in the summertime. Oh, yeah. I, I understand that. Well, to be honest, there's only so much we can all take off. I mean, you, you go around naked right now. You're still going to be hot, hotter than what, oh, whatever. Yeah. So Yeah, but with the big people, I don't understand. There's a large portion of our community that does not understand that they should not take stuff off. <laughs> And so, like, it is all... Certain clothes aren't made for all body yeah, types. Yeah, you should not wear a bikini if you're over 320. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, uh, if, if you're out on our website, you should tweet us all of the pictures this year of people that are way overweight that should not be wearing So, just shoes. basically go to Walmart any given night. There you go. Yeah. Nailed it. Down the cookie aisle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, guys, you can find us on the interwebs at southernfryphilosophy.com. Yep. Facebook, Southern Fry Philosophy, um, Instagram, and the Twitters at SFP Radio. You mm-hmm. guys follow us, we'll follow you back. Promise. Um, however you guys found us, appreciate you tuning in. Who we are and what we're about, you may ask yourself. Well, the more you listen, the more you'll discover. Um, I'm Mojo. You've already met my other brother from a different mother, uh, my better digital media half, and second most interesting man in the whole wide world. Stay uh, hungry, my friends. We're just a couple of fun-loving guys who want to share our perspectives on life um, and whatever else pops in our head, um, albeit from a Southerner's perspective, mm-hmm. what we call common sense or the right way. Besides being American and Southern by the grace of God, we've had some other experiences in life that have shaped our worldview and local view and culture. And one thing I can guarantee is that we're not going to agree on everything 100% of the time Mm -hmm. um, with each other or with you guys or you guys with us. But at the end of the day, we love you guys and we love each other. We just can't wait to see where the show goes. So let's get this episode on the road. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we are two different guys, two different walks of life, but we do uh, have one thing in common. We like food and we like drink and we like common sense. If you're wondering if you're going to like this podcast, if you know phrases like bless your heart, come back at you, or hey, buddy, hey, gooden, uh, you'll fit right in there. If you don't, that's okay. We still like you Northerns, but we call Yankees. We we, we are available for translators, too, for any local, our Yankee transplants. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we even actually have some Canadian friends, believe it or not. We do, and they're hey. they're, they're honorary Southerners. They're, they're nice people. <laughs> You're right. Uh, a couple of uh, ground rules for us, though, is we love God. Um, we do both have personal relationships with Jesus Christ. And, Amen. And they, that's where we met, is at church. So we're coming from that perspective. We also love our families, and we try to do right by them. And, and from priority-wise, it's God one, family two. And then we love our country. It's not We don't love the direction that it's going in. No, definitely no, but that's we're going to change that. Yeah, so. yeah, and we love food and drink. Uh, you like the food, and I like to drink, so uh, that's a good, it's a good combo. Absolutely, <laughs> Mojo. You like to prepare food. I like to eat it. So I think so far so good. I like to I like to prepare and eat too. So don't. Oh, another southern phrase though is whoop something up. Oh, like hey hey Mojo, go in go in the kitchen and whoop, whoop me something, something up. Yeah. 
There's man, there's all kinds of millions of them. Yeah. Once you press the light, like. <laughs> There you go. Uh, so one of the cool things about whooping something up is you get to use local ingredients. You don't get to go drive to the store to get something. You've got to whoop something up with the ingredients that you have now and right there local with you. And that's what we're going to do here is we're going to use local ingredients that are locally sourced, get to know the story behind the craft of people that bring us some really cool in- local ingredients. And we're also going to get to know some people that uh, you may not rub shoulders with every day. So people like a heart surgeon that's coming up or a musician that you may or may not know. So we're going to try to at least talk to them and interview them and get to know them and get to know you guys as listeners as well. Absolutely. Once again, this is the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast, and mm-hmm. that's what we're all about is our, our Southern take on life and stuff like that. So please enjoy. Yep. So this week coming up on the show, we've got Biggin's Best Week Ever. We're going to discuss on how great of a week I had. Yippee! And then uh, Bless <laughs> Your Heart. It had to be great. We'll have a whole segment. <laughs> it's a whole segment. Uh, bless Your Heart is going to be news from around this wacky world. These stories are real, but they probably shouldn't be. And then we have Sweet Tea and Biscuits. That's the segment in which we get to know our folks and their stories a little bit better. Nothing is off the table, but you know what's on the table? is those Sweet Tea and Biscuits. This week, we're going to be interviewing our very own Mojo. And listen, if you have not heard his story yet, you are definitely going to want to pay attention and listen to that. So stick around. That's at the end of the show, but you're going to like all the other stuff between here and there. I guess we'll get on with it. All right, well, we're back. Actually, we didn't take a break, did we? It felt like it. It's amazing. So we are going to celebrate good times. We've got uh, Biggin's Best Week Ever. So one of the things that I get to do is I get to work from home, which has allowed me a ton of flexibility to do some things that I should do and a lot of things I probably shouldn't do. (laughs) But I've been able to work from home. I'm scared to ask what you shouldn't do. Well... At some point, it involved an entire jar of peanut butter. We should probably just leave that. Yeah, that's that that's uncomfortable. But one thing that you will find me doing every day from 10 to 12 is probably picking my nose, but also listening to a little sports show that I like to call Kentucky Sports Radio. You do this willingly or? All the time. Kentucky Sports. Is that like banjo racing or something? No, no. It talks about Kentucky basketball, men's basketball. Yeah. Which, let me ask you this question. What other sport can just talk only about that one particular sport 365 days a year? Well, I guess Duke basketball could do that. But is there a Duke radio show? I don't know. We don't need to talk about it because we're, we're that good. <laughs> you say put up or <laughs> shut up, right? It is a radio show that just focuses mainly on Kentucky basketball. But we, they also talk about some funny things and do different different segments and whatnot. But anyway, so I listen to Kentucky Sports Radio, and the host is Matt Jones. And just like everybody... He needs to have a vacation every once in a while. He's had two weeks of the vacation, and he's had some folks come in to fill in for him. Some of them are like Matthew Mitchell. It's, he's a U.K. women's basketball coach. He's a riot. They did have Super Bowl champion Jared Lorenzen. Oh, wow. Have you heard of uh, Jared? Yes, I have. He's not, not the subway guy. No. Oh, okay. Let, yeah, let's not confuse <laughs> him. He's the hefty lefty, or also known as the Pillsbury Throwboy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a very large quarterback. I gotcha. He's he's good. He was on the Super Bowl team, I think, for the Steelers. Um, they had Bermani Jones, the Scarl Brothers, a whole bunch of other folks. And one of the favorite guests during Matt's time off is a one Mr. Jay Billis. Yes, a former Duke player and now lawyer and uh, color commentator, I guess, for radio and TV. So. Yeah, he's a really, really outspoken defender for the NCAA players and critical of the NCAA, just as an organization, just how stupid it is. A lot of the times you'll see his tweets just like, this makes no sense why the NCAA decided to do this. But he's a defender of the players. Um, he's a, he is a Duke fan, probably my second favorite Duke fan in all the world. Is the Leitner the first one? Nope. Mm. Who, who would be your... No, nope. You would okay. be my first, and okay. then it'd be Mr. Billis. And he, he does have a lot of respect for Coach Cal and, and the Kentucky basketball team. But hold on, hold on. If, if, you can love, if you can love Billis as a former player, or mm-hmm. a former Duke player, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can forgive Leitner. So let's, let's just hear you say it. I forgive you, Christian Leitner. I can't do it, man. <laughs> What's holding you back? <laughs> because it, it destroyed our championship. It destroyed our dreams. I know, but, but the Lord wants you to forgive. I was a kid, and that, that crushed my heart. I know I made it. I made it through the eighties and the early nineties on that championship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do have eight. You guys have what five? Something like that. So it's booze counting. Yeah. So Jay, I do have a lot of respect for Jay. I do have just as an announcer, um, as a color commentator, as a former Duke player, I do have respect for him. So are you a closet Duke fan? No, no. But I will point out that you can't spell Duke without UK. (laughs) 
and it's right there in the middle. It's not you can't even try to get around. Touche, so touche, my friend. You gotta have you gotta have the UK. As Matt was out, Jay filled in for him, and uh, he actually lives in Charlotte. I didn't know if you knew that or not. Jay lives in the area. Wow. And he was recording the show at the iHeartRadio studio, which is uh, close to Uptown. It's you know where the Billy Graham Library is. Yeah. Instead of turning left, you turn right, and that's where you, where the show is, or the uh, studio is. So I never um, knew I never knew a studio was down that way. What was interesting is during the entire first half of the show, Jay was just kept complaining about there's no food or there's a, a good conditions. And I will point out to Mister Billis, you think your conditions were bad? They should probably check out the podcast studio here. There's no there's no green room here. There's no food set up. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, we need to talk to HB5. They need to have a green room with refreshments for us. I mean, yeah. we are talent. We need a green room. I want only blue M&Ms. I, I just want a know. massage, like a masseuse, full-time, at our back and call. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Like, while we're doing the show, they're massaging our feet? I, I, I can't. No one can touch my yeah. feet. Yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of freaky about that. Yeah. But. Anyway, so he was talking about how bad the studios were, and I thought it would be funny to call the studio and see if I could get Mr. Billis some food. And as I said that to myself, I just realized every good story starts off with, I thought it'd be funny if. Or, Have you noticed Or, that? hey, watch this. <laughs> if you don't have a, hey, watch this, or we thought it'd be funny, we probably need to hang out some more because we hope to have a ton of those as we uh, continue this radio show. So I, I called uh, Shannon. I said, hey, I thought it'd be funny if I could give Mr. Billis some food. So he agreed. And so because of that, I, I took an early lunch at 1035. That's, that's what I call lunch, too. So <laughs> I flew down 85 to get to the cookout, was able to get some food, and then went to find the studio. For anyone who doesn't know, cookout is a local mm. chain yep. here in uh, North Carolina. So sometimes good, sometimes not, but uh, it's better than McDonald's. It was the it was the one that I knew that there was going to be something close by to uh, the yeah, studio. Absolutely. So I didn't want to take any chances to get down there and be like, ah, I don't know what's down yeah, here. Plus, you never want to get the old uh, golden arches. That may not uh, that may hit his stomach on radio or something like that. <laughs> You're right. So, so I finally found the way to the studio. Uh, I say, I give you the directions now because when Shannon told me about it, he just said, it's this address. And it was like 84 something, something. And when you pull it up on Google, there is no 84. So I, I just, by hope and a prayer, flew down there <laughs> hoping that there'd be something in that area. Uh, so your GPS was ba- basically uh, Ray Charles or Helen Keller. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> just yeah. going in the blind. I'm just going in, going in blind. Uh, finally got down there. And then, hey, let me tell you that this studio... There is some crazy security at this place. It has the the high fences, so you can't just like walk like twenty in. feet tall, like uh, thirty seven. Like I think nicer than Trump's going to build, or <laughs> how tall is that wall going to be? I, last time I heard, it got taller. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying it's going to be ten feet, and then it's like forty feet. Now it's going to be bigger than the Great Wall. I think it's going to be made out of the, an invisibility cloak or mayonnaise. Or mayonnaise. <laughs> I don't have anything good to say to that. Uh, so I get to the studio, and the, the, again, they have the high fences. They have uh, the badge where you can only go in. It's like a garage door opener. What about right? the drones? Do they have drones? No, they actually had snipers. Snipers, had snipers okay. on the roof. Oh, well, that's, that's that makes sense. I mean, you got to protect your talent. Yeah. So. And so, yeah, they just wouldn't let any, any schmo in there. No, no. So I put on my cloaking skills, and I just sat until a car decided that it was going to pull into the parking lot, and I snuck behind them. Sneak attack. Yeah. Sneak a peek. Gotcha. <laughs> no, sneak a peek is totally different. <laughs> so so I snuck uh, behind them, and then Matt has laid out a very precise way of getting into places that you shouldn't be. Different tactics, if you will. And the very first one is you need to act like you've been there, or that you de- deserve to be there, or that you belong there. So just fake it till you make it. Just like I do with this podcast and just like I do with my marriage. Yeah, you just fake it. That's all of us. (laughs) So I get out of the car and with confidence, I take my my cookout to go tray and I walk to the front door. Now I am waving to the snipers at the top. So (laughs) I'm saying, hey, hey, guys, I got food. It's okay. Don't take me out. Walk in and there's this sweet little old lady there and she... uh, Asked what I was doing, which that's a good good security measure. Right. <laughs> that weeds out. That's the uh, TSA's uh, form of uh, are you a terrorist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I brought out the uh, the second option is you bring out a clipboard as well. Uh, it doesn't have to have anything on it. You can just bring the clipboard out. 
And I said, yeah, I've got a delivery here for uh, Mr. J. Bellis. So you were going to make them sign for a cookout bag? <laughs> no, I, was, I didn't have a pen. Or, or, it was a pa- but apparently it looked that way. It looked so. like it. You're right. I just had to check it to make sure I was delivering it to the right spot. I'm, th- I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking you have a entrepreneurial skills to do Biggins uh, food delivery service now. So here's the I makings of it. Somebody already took that, right? Well, I'm several people, but, you know, the market will yield what they can bear. But so. I could sneak into places. That's right. They don't have the sneak attack advantage. They don't. So. <laughs> she was so nice. And she's like, oh, I, I think I know who he is. So he, she brought me back to old Mr. Billis. And at this point, my knees were shaking. I was trying to make sure that I looked like I belonged there because I don't do this thing often. Right. Uh, this was a once in a lifetime deal, so I was like, "I'm going to go for it. I'm not. I'm not going to turn back." Mr. Billis needs some food, and by gosh, I'm going to be the guy that brings it to him. Well, the good thing about uh, Mr. Billis is that uh, you don't have to meet him again in his studio. You can just get in trouble and hire his legal counsel. Yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> but but you have to pay for his friendship on that one. So yeah, and and a lot of like my friends, I also have to pay. <laughs> Pay for their friendship. Uh, so I am walking back, and again, I'm a guy, just a complete nerd. I get starstruck like a champ. When I was a kid, the newsman was like five houses down from me, and I every time I saw him mowing the yard, I would just like freak out and be like, "Oh my gosh, it's the news! It's the news guy! It's the weatherman! What's the what's the barometric pressure today? <laughs> right? I need a humidity number stat. Come on!" So, uh, I, yeah, I get starstruck. So I'm walking through the radio studio, which that already makes me a nerd. Like, I get all happy when I see, like, a studio. Equipment stuff. Equipment yeah. and things like that. And then you see the people walking by. And I'm like, hey, I think it's this guy. And, I, hey, I think it's that guy. So then I'm, like, freaking out again. My heart's going a bazillion miles. Sure. I'm trying to find a defibrillator somewhere around there because I may or may <laughs> not need this. called me. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, so finally she took me to the studio. He opened up the door. And I walked in with carrying my cookout tray. And he was very thankful that I brought him some food. Oh, good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear he was gracious. So. Yeah, he was really nice. They, they always say never meet your heroes. Well, you've met your hero before, right? I haven't. He was an absolute gentleman. He's yeah. the, the uncle you always want. Mm. And that was? Go ahead. The one Mike uh, Shashevsky, coach of Duke, Coach mm. K, the legend, living legend. So. He is He is a, He is is the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he's, he's an amazing guy. I mean, everything you would hope he would be, he is that and more and a bag of chips. Well, I kind of wish he was like retired. I bet. I bet UK does. Can so. I? <laughs> That's what I wish. <laughs> I wish him all the best in his re, in his well, future he, endeavors. He's. I mean, he's. I hate to admit it. My fear is he's getting up in age. I mean, he's he's soon. Listen, I don't. I don't think it's that far. No, to I, be honest. Un, with un, you. Unfortunately, uh, I think you're right, and uh, that will be the day that I fly my flag at half staff and cry. I I I did that when I heard Andy Griffiths died. I was sad that day. Oh, I think uh, that was America. That was America's dad, basically, or grandfather. You know, who's an attorney. Yeah. I got my le- best legal advice from Matlock. <laughs> in, in dress sense. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, uh, he acts like he's Andy Griffith even today. Oh, really? He thinks that he's Andy. I don't Such know. wise, mature. Well, that's cool because my dad acts like Barney Five. Well, my dad, he keeps calling me Opie, and I'm like, I need you to stop that. My name's Biggin. <laughs> At least he doesn't call you Aunt B. You know, here in North Carolina, you just never know. You uh, never know these days. So one of the questions I want to ask our, our listeners is, who is the most famous person you met? So it wasn't Jay Billis for me. I've um, Well, I guess maybe it could have been. So I'll say Jay Billis. That's probably pretty close to it. I met some UK players. but And the weatherman. And the weatherman. In St. Louis, so that guy. Um, but And you met Coach K. So on our Facebook page, we're going to have the question, who's the most famous person you, you've met? Don't be afraid to name drop. That's what it's for. And then I will get all starstruck and giddy and probably pee my pants. Also, if you have any hookups for any famous people, we'll oh, take that too. That'd be good. Yeah. I'd like to have them on the show. Absolutely. Especially I, anybody that can cook. We like that. <laughs> that's you. And, and guns. Anybody that's like really good with guns. Oh yeah, I like Jesse James just came out with his new firearms unlimited. I'd like hmm. to, I'd like to meet him. Anyway, side note. There you go. I went to high school with a girl named Kelly Stables, and you say who's that? But she played on Two and a Half Men. Oh, okay. Uh, she played on The Ring, the movie. Oh yeah. Ring Two, um, and she's she. Uh, she was another show that she was part of. That I thought you were about to say Kelly Kapowski from Saved oh, by the wow. Bell. That'd be nice. Yeah. Hmm. Everyone's yeah. everyone's crush back in middle school, high school. I'm not going to say Kelly Stables is still my crush. But, but she, but she might be. There's, yeah. There could be a rumor like that, right? Well, she definitely was in high school, but absolutely. Anyway, so that's that. So that was my big and best week ever. I had a good time with it. Hey, thanks, thanks man. I'm, I'm glad you got to meet Jay Bullis. That's that's an interesting story. You got a picture too, so we need yeah. to, we need to post that up. We'll on put, the, put that on the website and go from there. 
Cool. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Bless Your Heart, and we're going to interview our very own Mojo on a, on the segment that we call Sweet Tea and Biscuits. Hey, at, least you're not, at least you're not interviewing me on the Bless Your Heart segment. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too ironic. <laughs> Uh, but before we go, hey, did you know it takes customers three seconds to decide to stay or leave your website? That's why a crisp, clean, user-friendly web experience is the best way to market and help grow your business. Webmarize Web Designs offers just that and more. They pride themselves in offering their clients professional websites at amazingly affordable prices. Are you a small business? No problem. They cater to small businesses by working with their clients on every step of the way to grow their business to a successful website development. Check them out at webberized.com or the sponsor section of the Southern Fried Philosophy website. And that was our first sponsor. How about it? Cha-ching. <laughs> We're not getting paid for that yet. Cha-chong. <laughs> we'll be back. This is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. I am Jay Billis sitting in for Matt Jones, who is uh, in Walvis Bay, uh, Namibia. It's on uh, Namibia's Skeleton Coast, and I was a little worried that I was going to be a skeleton down here in Studio 1C in Charlotte, North Carolina, that is akin to a dungeon. You can get uh, down this dungeon only by rope ladder, and uh, I had been... Staying alive only by uh, you know, sipping some some water that's clearly been down here for a while out of a ladle uh, and a bunch of mosquitoes around it. But some sustenance arrived because of my incessant complaining. Yeah. Uh, JT uh, went by a, a cookout and uh, and brought me a corn dog, a burger, some fries, and a sweet tea. So right now I am fighting the rats for this corn dog and knocking some of them away, but I'm able to get a bite in here and there while they are uh, sort of nibbling at uh, at my my ankles, while uh, while Matt Jones is having a, uh, a fruity drink with an umbrella in it and uh, and and enjoying his vacation. And Shannon, the dude, I got to tell you that yep. you know just um, me you know putting out some some whining and complaining and. Yeah. You know, balled up in the fetal position here in Studio One C, was able to get uh, more action than uh, than all of your your preparation for the show. I know it, uh, man. It's it's that should be a lesson to you that if yep. you put in a little bit of effort, you can actually get something accomplished. Or if you complain a little bit, you'll get something accomplished. How about yes, that? and that that that's the first time the complaining has actually gotten uh, done me any good. Uh, it hadn't stopped me from doing it just in my daily life period. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that that was uh, JT. I can't thank you enough. That was uh, that was wonderful. We got a nice uh, nice photo and uh, we were able to photoshop in uh some sort of background uh to not to so as not to shame um you know this this wonderful radio facility that that as i was walking through when i came in uh this welcome back to the southern fry philosophy podcast um this is our little segment called bless your heart it's our little wacky weird news around the country and maybe the world too our lead story this week, uh, to this week is uh, man steals frozen chicken, takes off on bicycle. Dude, uh, what? Yeah, no. Dayline, Jackson, Mississippi. This is from the AP, so this is a reliable source. It's not some just internet gossip from the, the Onion. Uh, of course it's from Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm just where, where else in the world? <laughs> uh, police in Mississippi are investigating, investigating a break-in at a fast food restaurant mm-hmm. uh, where frozen chicken were, was apparently taken. You're kidding. Um, Jackson Police Commander Tyree Jones tells the uh, local TV channel there that witnesses told police they saw a man enter a church's chicken <laughs> just before 5 a.m. I know, I know. Um uh, he oh, stole boy. three boxes of frozen chicken and three rode off on his boxes. bicycle. Do you know how much on his a, bike as a former restaurateur? Uh-huh. Do you know how much each box of frozen chicken weighs? I, I, if I were to guess, I'd mm-hmm. say maybe a solid five to ten pounds. You would be way off. That's what? forty pounds per per box. No, of so forty pounds so, a box. Yeah, I know. I know. So we're we're talking about you know this guy must be a CrossFitter mixed up with Lan, uh, Lance Armstrong on 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 dopey. CrossFit. <laughs> I mean, 120 pounds of frozen chicken. So. Oh my gosh! On a bike. I know. I mean, this guy must have had some some massive legs. Hey, look for the guy that's running around with flat tires. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Jones says police caught up with a 67 year old Cliff Hayes several blocks away. Blocks away. 67. 67. 120 pounds of chicken on a bicycle. CrossFit. 
Um, Hayes was charged with uh, business burglary. Several boxes of frozen chicken were recovered and returned, though. Yo, what are they going to do with that? I I guess they're going to use it. No, they can't. Um, It was not immediately clear whether um, Hayes has an attorney to comment on his behalf. (laughs) I'm I'm assuming that he probably has a public defender. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, just just so you know, the mm-hmm. uh, the man was contacted for comment, but he he did not want to give a comment. He so declined. He's he's currently in litigation right now, so he's going to jail. But you know, people, what did you do? Well, I killed a man, or you know, I raped somebody. No, I stole three boxes of chicken. I was going to fry that chicken. Oh no! Speaking of, have you seen this? You see, this is the. I don't even know where it comes from. Uh, this is the uh, tune from uh, the internet uh, YouTube sensation Ms. Peaches out of Georgia. But it's a, of course, it's got to have a Z on it. Ms. Peaches. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think Ms. Peaches was another another uh, rapper again. <laughs> the, what the S was taken? I, I could be trademarked by the state of Georgia or something like that. <laughs> anyway, this song's going out to uh, Cliff Hayes, uh, wherever you, you may, wherever you may be in the county jail or whatever. This is uh, this hit's going out to you. This is called Fried That Chicken. Mm. You realize it's three minutes of the same thing over and over again. Well, how many views does she have? Like five million or something? Six million four hundred and eighty-six thousand five hundred and twenty-nine. I was probably twenty-nine of those. Just <laughs> <laughs> you just kept playing it over and it, over again. It's addictive. What can I say? J- you just got oh a little bass kick. You just jamming down the street. No, what my hot sauce? I don't want no ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't take it anymore. But we will have it on the website. So just in case, if you did want to check Thanks, it out, Ms. Thanks, Miss Peaches. Oh my gosh, Miss Peaches, you drive me nuts. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I've got a story. It's a sad story, actually, to be honest with you. It, th- the title of it is, A Woman Was Mauled by a Bear in the Middle of Running a Marathon. Holy. I mean... Was she the only person running the marathon? It, that's what I don't understand. Did she have, a, did she have the frozen chicken strapped to her or something? <laughs> it was Cliff Hayes running through <laughs> well, it could be. Marathon. I mean, 67 years old on a Lance Armstrong Tour de France or Tour de Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this is what happened. Uh, She was on mile 23 of a race when she was mauled by a bear. Oh, like a a maul and run? (laughs) Uh, A post on uh, Facebook, Williams wrote that she was on a 23.5 mile race when she crested on the hill. That's where she noticed this bear charging at her. Williams said she also saw the club... A cub. <laughs> Probably, she wished she had to uh, had, she a, had club. a club. Uh, she saw the cub and led her to believe that the the bear was a female that was protecting her young. She said, "When I was on my A, on I guess on some type of interview, not her, she, not her A game, not on her A game. When she was on my A, being raked with claws and bitten, she didn't have proper grammar. So Yogi was uh, Yogi was uh, protecting uh, Boo Boo. I cried out in pain, and Mama Bear, mm-mm, she did not like that, so she hit me with a left hook. <laughs> she bit my neck and started to shake me. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Williams rescue, was rescued by other runners and mar- marathon staff who called 911, according to the race director. Uh, she has a fractured right orbit from her from the mean left hook, missing parts of her eyelid and eyebrow. Holy cow. The injury led to her parts of her belly and left bicep missing, a lot of puncture wound, wounds and lacerations. But... She's alive. Well, we'll keep you in your prayer, our prayers. But here's here's where I'm. I've got a couple of things I want to bring out on this story. So get let's get it right. She was on mile twenty three, going up a hill. This bear started to charge her, and she's getting mauled. The thing that would be racing through my head is, this is it. This is the last moment I have life on Earth, and I'm getting mauled by a bear. And the last thing I did was run twenty three miles. And not to finish. That's well, not even to finish. Why are you running twenty three miles? Like the point? I don't get it. Right. Well, that's that's where she probably finds her zen. Like is running. So I mean, it would make sense. Like if I came out of like a buffet, and my well, stomach was full. That's your zen. And and I felt I was in the happy place, and and then I got attacked by a bear. Or what if I uh, had some hello time with my wife? I walked out the front door in my robe to get the paper. Hello. 
then get get mauled by the bear. But not when I'm on mile 23 of a marathon. Yeah, you're right. I can see that. Point, that would so. be the worst thing ever. <laughs> like, hey, 23 miles. Rawr! No, that's awful. The The other thing that, that is owning me, the comments section of the oh, story. Wow. And they're pretty much all the same. Quotes like, I'm sick of animals being killed for attacking humans. Wow. Hey, I got a way to prevent that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are just so many humans in the world already, and the amount of destruction that we cause to their environment and the habits of other animals far surpasses the few attacks of animals on human lives. Wow. Seriously. Bear du- lives matter. <laughs> WTF. You kill the cub's mother, so now you have to be raised by humans. And in, later in the story, they, they said they killed the bear. They found the bear. They killed it. And they're trying to find the cubs now to, to put them in a wildlife preserve. It, it has been a crazy month of uh, attacks, though. It has. But still, though. I mean. Well, it, listen. If you're, if you're only going by Darwin and you say the strongest survive. Mm-hmm. You can't then go back and blame the superior, you know, animal. Top of the food chain. Top of the food chain for killing another predator. Yeah, Yeah, a predator. You can't blame that. So you can't have it both ways. One commenter said, I'm not saying we're superior to the other animals. Wait, what? Hold on. We have opposable thumbs. I'm saying, but I'm not saying we're inferior either. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we have lost our ever loving mind on this thing. Wow. But you know, but you know, though, I mean, you know, that people have devalued human life. If you look at, if you look at um, how many people will cry during a Sarah Sarah McLaughlin, uh, you know, ASP, ASPCA, whatever, uh, video, but um, you talk about the uh, Planned Parenthood thing, Mm -hmm. they want you to shut up. Yeah, so, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, no. We, no, we don't talk about that. So they, that's that's hush hush. And uh, bear lives matter, but all lives don't matter, I guess. So. Yeah, it's re- again. I'm just, I'm just. If you go into the bear's habitat and you get mauled by the bear and you shoot the bear, again, you're going into its territory. That's what these commenters are saying. But what right. happens if a bear comes onto our land and we shoot it? We're still the one in the wrong if we shoot the bear coming right. onto our land and in our den in our house. But you know what? I think it's probably just a bigger picture of our culture right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember. Uh, this is a story from several weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, actually, mm-hmm. where um, a, a kid broke into a, a person's house and he got shot. Mm-hmm. For, uh, and he was trying to steal some Still, some still money and st- or whatever right. to resell for for stuff, and his uh, family gets on the TV, uh, crying and blaming the homeowner because how was her kid supposed to get clothes for school and supplies <laughs> for school without stealing? That that's how he uh, earned his income. I'll tell you. So tried the pity train mm-hmm. that way. So that just shows you that our our values are backwards, and a lot of a lot of a lot of yeah. a lot of culture and a lot of society and a lot of demographics. So we just. We just have devalued human life to a point where yeah. pet supplies are a five billion dollar industry now. I yeah. mean, like buying your Chihuahua a sweater. Yeah. So what, when when did we start putting clothes on animals? That's why. Yeah. I or, or put them in handbags, not letting them walk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got to put it in a stroller. All right. That's Cause, right. Because Fifi can't walk ten feet. I, I can't afford food for my baby, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna go buy them a, a water filtration system. <laughs> right. That yeah, that has motion sensors or something. <laughs> yeah, just it's crazy stuff. It's so. ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, I, I just don't understand that, and I, I, we will get more into common sense of America, but we've lost our dang mind, and to that, I've got to tell you. You are an idiot! <laughs> you are an idiot! <laughs> All right, you are an idiot. All right, cool. Uh, you've got another story, is that right? Actually, uh, coincidentally, this is about another bear. No, another. What? One? What, what? Where was yours from? What? What city? Uh, it was in. Oh, trying to find it. I have no idea. Hey, you just stacked up over there with news or something? <laughs> no, it, it doesn't say in the article. Okay, uh, but it's Val's Caldara National Forest, wherever that's at. Probably. Um, we we, will, we will have to Google that sometime later. Yep. Um, yeah, this is actually from Leesburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, the headline is um, "Photo captures bear outside of Arby's restaurant." Got roast beef? <laughs> Thanks. Got roast beef? Yeah. Uh, that seemed to be the question on the bear's mind after it was spotted outside an Arby's restaurant in Leesburg. Um, and of course, this uh, local TV person who was on the scene captured this, mm. uh, I guess, exclusive photo. Um, <laughs> 
of this bear. And, of course, she had a comment from the Leesburg, Virginia police. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the official statement from the uh, The police. While he may seem friendly, please Mm -hmm. do not approach or try a selfie with a bear. (laughs) So so please. uh, Yeah, there you go. Can't get enough of that. According to police in Leesburg, there were reports of multiple bear sightings in around um, the Battlefield Parkway area on Monday. Uh, no one was injured, said Jeff Dube, a spokes- Dube. Per- spokes- per- uh, spokesman for the uh, Leesburg Police Department. Mm-hmm. But there were plenty of comments online um, and Twitter. Uh, one one comment was uh, quite a burden to bear for Arby's. Oh. Anyway, uh, they had some exclusive biologists and stuff from some prestigious university that basically uh, also basically tried to were moving into the bears areas and stuff like that. But yeah. I didn't know Lees I didn't know Leesburg, Virginia was a national forest. I so. didn't know Leesburg, Virginia had an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If they don't have a Chick Fil A on in their town, they're, they're kind of dead to me anyway. So wow, you're that that in love yeah. with the, the CFA, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You're mm. you're not. No, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like, um, like anything. Uh, like, I guess, I guess New York is this now because they have one in Manhattan. But before that, I, I hated New York. So, anyway. I, I look, I went to New York once, and the the, the happiest time that I, when I was there was when I went to Central Park and I could extend my arms <laughs> all the way out and not right. touch anybody, right? Um, because otherwise, you're you're gonna you can hit something. But if you, the the thing about that though is, if you twirl a three hundred and sixty, you're guaranteed to hit a liberal. Oh, up there, so. <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, those, those liberals. All right. So that has uh, that's been our fun episode that we call uh, "Bless Your Heart." And again, you are an idiot. So this is a segment that we're going to bring to you called "Sweet Tea and Biscuits." It's where we do our interviews with folks and we give them sweet tea and biscuits i'm all jacked up on sweet tea (laughs) well you know the more that you eat of those sweet tea the why do i keep saying eat sweet tea hey if If it's thick enough it's slushy for me (laughs) if it's thick enough you can eat it uh the more that you partake of those items it becomes almost like a natural truth serum i I had to uh yeah but also i had just uh, i had to go to a 12-step program for sweet tea and uh biscuits so i'm just letting you (laughs) know Did you really? I had to admit admit defeat, yeah, <laughs> and make amends. So I do love me some sweet tea and biscuits, but yeah, we're gonna give that. And uh, today's biscuits are brought to us by Bojangles, and I think from now on, when we do the segment, I'd like for you to make the biscuits, <laughs> buttery and flaky as always. <laughs> so they on this episode of Sweet Tea and Biscuits, we're actually gonna interview you, Mojo. Was I aware of this beforehand? Uh, I I sent you the email. Did you not get it? Oh, what's email? Oh, yeah. well, yeah, that probably explains that. Hey, I probably so, need to open that up. I probably got 10,463 unopened. <laughs> probably most of them are from, like, uh, campaign websites wanting donations or something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or, uh, or AOL or something like that. AOL the, still sending you bills, back huh? the day, yeah. <laughs> That's Southern crazy. Bell. Southern Bell's wanting a payment. <laughs> um, so why don't you give us, our listeners, a brief synopsis of your story so far? Wow. Um, I don't even know where to begin, but I'll... Pick an age. When I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with osteogenic sarcoma, which wow. is a bone cancer. Mm-hmm. Had to uh, undergo 21 chemotherapy treatments Holy and uh, had a surgery on my left leg. And so that's why I walk with a uh, cool pimp walk now. <laughs> I thought it was just because you were a pimp. Well, I, well, maybe back in a former career, but I'm exploring options at the technical college, vocational college. So. <laughs> I got my pimp, my pimp, my pimp slap. But uh, age nine, uh, age eighteen, started my restaurant career and uh, as a as a glamorous uh, dishwasher, mm. and uh, started apprenticing. And I uh, got married at a very young age of nineteen. Mm. Opened my first restaurant when I was twenty four. Wow. I was a little deli and catering business, and uh, kind of exploded. Had a couple locations, and I went from there and opened up a, a steak fusion restaurant um, out in the podunk countryside but it was what very is successful steak fusion well we kind of did a uh a spin on southern food and mm. steakhouse but also had a kind of an asian fusion to it so nice. that's where the redneck egg rolls come from okay so and i believe those are kind of delicious I, i've i've had rave reviews on those i, I haven't i don't know well you've yet to get me one but you said you're scared no i'm not scared i'm ready to take <laughs> this thing on 
sold those out and uh, did some consulting for a few years, and then uh, we started a family up, and uh, we have a one twelve year old kid, a uh, beautiful daughter, and mm-hmm. we have uh, a, a four year old now. Both of them are beautiful lights of of my life and the essence of life. At age thirty four, I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's from the uh, chemotherapy. So what didn't kill me then was trying to kill me later on. It's coming but, back uh, at you. That's right. Diagnosed with congestive heart failure and uh, was not given too long to live. Was uh, quoted by doctors that I should get all my affairs in order. Mm. So uh, that's what I did. And uh, I sold the new restaurants I had going, uh, which was a kind of a burger chain, and uh, sold those out and got out of the, got out of the few I had and um, spent time with my family, re- reevaluated my priorities in life. And best decision i could make at the time and best decision i'm glad i'm glad i made it because i get to reconnect with my family and and girls and uh spend time and be dad and uh, along the way we've had a buddy of mine who recorded a a song for my uh, oldest daughter because the youngest wasn't around yet and hopefully i'll be debuting soon here off his his cd CD track release nice uh so my shout out to my my brother from another mother leon timbo um, hopefully we'll have him in the studio for an interview sh- shortly. Very cool. Anyway, fast forward a few years after kind of mulling around and accomplishing things that we wanted to accomplish, kind of the uh, living out the bucket list real quick. I started deteriorating pretty quickly. I think uh, April of uh, 2015, they put me on a, uh, a life-saving medicine called Primacore, which I had to carry a, a pump around and uh, a, a European man bag or purse, <laughs> right? a purse. And that's was identified me for the next year, and I had to carry this juice that made me uh, made my heart uh, the side effects. I'm sorry, it made the side effects of the congestive heart failure less. So mm-hmm. um, it just basically helped the f- efficiency of the pump and stuff like that. I'm sure whenever we have my heart heart doctor in, he can explain it more if we get into that. <laughs> sure. But um, uh, January uh, this year, 2016, I had the flu, and it really affected my respiratory and rest of my cardiac output and it was determined a couple months down, down the road um in march that they needed to hospitalize me and they would hospitalize me and put me uh, bump my status up from a 1b to a 1a for heart transplant mm. so we were i was in the hospital for right at 12 days and then uh, they were getting ready to send me home on uh hospice possibly because there was nothing else they really could do they couldn't mm. find a heart because i'm a rare blood type Wow. Um, I'm a B blood type, and there's only 7% of the population that's B blood type. So, and uh, a little bit about heart donation, that it, it, hearts have to come from a close-by close, close by region because they're so time-sensitive. Mm. So they, I think they can survive within four to six hours outside the body. So wow. they had to be transplanted right away. So anyway, so we sat there for 12 days and was not getting any hope and was given bad news after bad news. And um, luckily, on Good Friday, yeah. um, we got the call, like it's it was five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, wow. Staff, a lot of staff had gone home and stuff like that. And we had the hospital. My, my nurse was taking us on a walk through the gardens there at uh, CMC uh, downtown Charlotte, and mm-hmm. we were just trying to enjoy the sun because it's like uh, the first day wasn't cold, <laughs> and uh, I hadn't been outside in two weeks. You know, so it kind of gets cl- uh, clustered. Your mind starts to wander. But um, we got the phone call right there in the front lobby of the hospital, and they told me they'd found a heart. I wow. need to make a decision really quick. So after uh, 30 seconds of consulting with my doctor, um, <laughs> we, we decided to go for it. What took What took so, so long? That's right. So we, <laughs> well, you just, thoughts race through your head, you know. Sure. But um, it was it was my only option. So we, we did that, and I had a heart transplant on the 26th. And here we mm-hmm. are, what, 13, 14 weeks later now, and yeah, talking to you. It's crazy. So, yeah, great to be sitting across the table from you so yeah no doubt that's an amazing story um what, what was probably the most impactful thing or like what was the emotions like when you that's that roller coaster like you went down and then all of a sudden well you know you, you the the going down was obviously uh, you the fear of dying goes away um and the fear of leaving your family leave holding the bag without you is mm-hmm. what becomes your fear not wanting to do that to them because because once you're gone you know hopefully if you're if you're right you're going to a better place sure um if you're not you know there's not there's nothing you can do to impact this life once you're gone once you've you've taken your last breath so mm-hmm. um that, was, that that becomes your fear so you have no longer fear of dying you just fear of your family living living without you and not being able to cope 
Um, but I remember on the 21st of March after, uh, the doctors came in and gave me some bad news about my heart condition and stuff like that. And possibly sending me home on hospice that, uh, they would have to basically just, that was the only option. And uh, they would try to maybe look at a heart pump, but hospice was probably it because my tests and stuff weren't really uh, looking positive towards uh, getting a heart pump. Um, I just remember just being overwhelmed and, uh, consumed with, um, with that, f- that fear of my, my family. But I remember just saying a simple prayer and breaking down in tears. And I don't even think I had the words to say correctly, but mm. I just remember giving, giving up. I mean, just and giving, giving it to God. Cause that's all I could do. I mean, I'm out of options. I mean, right. no matter how, how much I complain and moan, I mean, it's not going to get any better. I mean, sure. so I was out of my hands and then that's when, you know, four days later we get the call. So, you know, what's funny is like, that's, that's God's like MO, right? All the time. Oh yeah. Like right when you like, I, I give up, like I've got a, a, a we got a friend of ours that uh, is looking for a job and he's just like, I can't do this anymore. It's, I'm just going to have to give it to you, God. And then at the last moment, uh, you know, he pulls, he pulls a Hail Mary every time and it's, yeah, well, it's always I mean, it's the last his, possible second. Sometimes our, his, his timing isn't our timing. and uh, I don't think it's ever been my timing. Right but you, yeah, and I know human patience is yeah. – I, I have zero patience for anything, but <laughs> sure. I, I'm learning that but the hard way. But yeah. usually when uh, usually when God shows up, he shows up in a better way than you can imagine. So No doubt. Um, but just, like I said, blessed to be here. So. Yeah. Very cool. That's a cool story. Thank you. Well, you've lived you've lived a couple of areas, right? So, yeah. where's uh, where have you lived, and what's been your favorite city? Um, well, like I said, I'm from Anderson, South Carolina. I lived in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Chattanooga, and Atlanta, and hot Atlanta, hot Atlanta. It's very hot there. <laughs> um, also lived in uh, Virginia. Hated Virginia, but I'm telling you, Charlotte has always been close to my home because I lived mm-hmm. here uh, early on in my career. So uh, before I got married, I lived here in this was just an up and coming town and you could tell that was going to be explosive. So yeah. we moved here. I was excited because just the, uh, the opportunities of culinary scene and so much to do here. I mean, yeah. between uh, the museums and parks and food truck, food truck, this food truck, that, I mean, you know, we love our food truck Fridays, don't we? Yeah, that's right. So, but just, I really love this is, this place has become an adopted home. Yeah. Cool. What's, what's been your favorite restaurant that you've had here around the area? Oh wow! I mean, um, there's little holes in the wall. To be honest with you, I mean, like there's a great Korean dumpling place and uh, at this place called Super G Mart. I mean, they have great <laughs> hot pot Korean food. It's like a hole in the wall. That's where I want to get my food. Yeah, Super G Mart. Yeah, Super that sounds G- disgusting. It's, it, it's not for gigolos. I mean, just <laughs> sure. it could be. It could be for, like gigolos, but there's a great Vietnamese uh, sandwich place called Lee's Sandwich Shop. It's great mm. um, pizza. There's Rosario's Pizza, mm-hmm. it's an old staple of mine. Yeah, good people. Um, good sushi, uh, oh. kung fu sushi. You, you love sushi, don't I hate you? Sushi. I can't but, get. I can't. Uh, do it. There's so many good restaurants here, though. I mean, it's just yeah. it's hard to peg. But um, and right now with my new heart, my new palate, and I'm just I'm tearing up spicy stuff. I don't know what's up. So. <laughs> Is he giving you the runs? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Speak of the devil, you probably have cursed me now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's been your most interesting business venture? Oh, wow. Um, probably this. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast? Yeah. This, this is going to be an interesting ride. I think, I think, you know, I love, I love my career as a chef and a restaurateur. I really do. And who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe that direction will, I'll be led in again, but mm-hmm. what we're trying to do here and, and also, um, maybe doing some uh, episodes of cooking and, uh, Episodes of travel and cooking mixed together with sure. with the local fair, I think, could be really exciting. Oh yeah. Um, currently writing a book and um, have done some speaking engagements at uh, churches and groups. Nice. And uh, so I think this kind of new career path will is kind of exciting and nervous, nerve wracking too, because yeah. it's something that's totally out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. No. And again, God stretches you yeah. further than you thought you yeah. could. Uh, all right. One meal in any restaurant, and who would it be with? Coach K, uh, I think that's a guarantee. Oh, man, why you gotta ask a question about one restaurant? Why does it gotta be one or a type of food? Okay, type of food I can do that. Okay, a fat, nasty, greasy cheeseburger. <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah, just cheeseburger, maybe some bacon, but yeah, just that's gotta have bacon on it and some homemade onion rings and Ooh. hand cut fries. You know, I haven't had dinner yet, and I'm starving right now. Well, <laughs> we, maybe we should do that. We can, we can make it happen. <laughs> Um, so we're going to ask this question to every guest that goes through Sweet Tea and Biscuits. And what is your spirit food? 
your spirit food. Oh, spirit food. Everybody, um, you know, you're like you have a spirit yeah, animal. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. I think I'm probably like a, a sloth. My spirit animal. Awesome. I'm glad it's not your food. I've never tasted sloth. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It's, you know, I'm, it's I'm, got I'm an Asian taste. That's right. I might have to go with a cheeseburger. I think that's my spirit food. Wow. Or just a burger because you know what? One day you can be simple. You're just going to be like a hamburger, ah. ketchup, mayonnaise, and then all of a sudden you want to dress it up a little bit with cheese and some toppings. I mean, you're sophisticated. So. Huh. Or you can be like uh, all hipster one day and like do like blue cheese and gouda or something. I mean, just mm. you can do all kind of crazy stuff. So that sounds awesome. <laughs> and you're the chef. You're mixing blue cheese and gouda. I don't think those things go together. Shut, I don't know. I shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut, 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 shut your mouth. I will say this. I did actually have you had me over for dinner yesterday, and you told me this trick about using a beer glass. A frosted beer glass and putting milk in it. Mm-hmm. And so I went home and I did that. How did it turn out? Mind blowing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you got me. So uh, yeah, revolu- revolutionized, uh, revolutionized your palate there. I gotcha. <laughs> loved it because you you're right. You get those like little ice chips in it, mm-hmm. but it's not ice. It's not like you, watered down. Do you like cookies, like Oreos and stuff in your mouth? Oh my gosh! Have you tried putting the fork in the middle of the white cream yet and dipping it? That way you don't get your. That way you get the whole cookie coated in milk. We'll be back. Uh, I'm going to go get some Oreos and some milk, and I'll be back. Use a fork in the... Yeah, you put the fork in the middle of it, and you you can dip it down to the bottom, and you know when you dip, we dip. I, I just leave mine in there too long. It just, it just gets... just It just falls but off. This is the good thing about the fork. Yeah. It's stuck in the cream. It ain't going nowhere. Huh. That's genius. It is. I saw that on Pinterest. You need to, that you need just to listen to the podcast just to get great ideas like that. If nothing else, you've spent forty or so minutes listening to us just for that little. Oh, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to hack things. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that is um, our episode of Sweet Tea and Biscuits, uh, and actually, that's the episode of the show. Hey, we're all done. Inaugural. Inaugural. We we nailed it. I think we did. <laughs> Somewhat. Hashtag. Hashtag nailed it. Uh, All right, so we'll be back next time. Uh, We don't know what we're bringing yet, but we will keep you posted. Check us out on the website at southernfriedphilosophy.com or Instagram or Facebook or whatever else. The Church Bulletin. The uh, <laughs> I think we, I think we are going to try to make the Church Bulletin. The Bojangles sign. I don't know. We, we'll find. Yeah, we may do some graffiti things around town just to stir up some noise. <laughs> SFP Radio. Look at look for us there. And you're listening again to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. And come back, y'all. Go like our Facebook page. Oh, that's right. Our Facebook page. We've got 67 likes now on the Facebook Consider page. Considering we have not really put anything out there yet. We've so. done jack crap on that. So go out there and like us. 10 more, and we've got a media empire. So that's your goal, is to go to the Facebook page, say who your most famous person is that you've met, and to like the Facebook page. Love to hear from you. 